Good afternoon, and welcome to the 25th episode of the North of 49 podcast. As always, I'm Scott. And you're here with Curtis. And uh, we should apologize in advance if you have any background noise. Uh, Curtis's wonderful daughter is in the other room. Uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, she's playing with ponies. Uh, my personal favorite, of course. <laughs> and uh, little man is asleep. So hopefully... He stays asleep for the 30 minutes or so. He's passed out on the floor like a drunk, so um, we just need a little while here, and I hopefully, hopefully he'll, uh, <laughs> just he'll help out. Like his dad, when he comes over to Uncle Scott's house. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we're uh, going to talk about our wonderful new uh, arena, Rogers, is Rogers Arena, Rogers Arena Place. I can never I remember. forget. Uh, oh, I want to say place. This is a bad start. I think I'm you're right. Place. Rogers Place Rogers is Edmonton. Arena is Vancouver, right? Yes, it is Rogers Place, and there's another Rogers somewhere else in Canada, too. Center, yeah, yeah, the big one. Rogers Center Baseball. Yeah, yeah Skydome. So first thing, Rogers could help us out by changing up the names of these a little bit. Just, why don't they just call it the Sportsnet Palace? <laughs> just, yeah, brand one of your sub-brands, you know, put something else on it, just so we can like differentiate City a little TV... bit. City TV... City uh, TV, I don't know. House of Shattered Dreams, or something like that, you know. Uh, so we were both uh, we were both at Rogers Place yesterday at different times, and I guess we start off by talking about uh, how the place looks. Curtis, what were your thoughts? Well, I mean, it looks great on the outside, pretty modern and new age. The whole area looks pretty like like it will be pretty sharp. Inside, very white and gray. Mm-hmm. Very popular colors in there. That of course some painted Oilers. Uh, Murals. Which I thought were actually great, for the record. They were pretty good. Yeah, the Gretzky one. And one giant brick ad. I noticed that, too. That felt like that was the brick something that wasn't completed yet. I was. Yeah, there was a big gap above where it said the brick. Mm -hmm. There was obviously still work to be done. It's not finished yet. I'm I'm hoping they add more color, because otherwise it was a little drab. Mm -hmm. When when you look out the windows to the snowy Edmonton landscape, that's going to be a very gray, white... Look. It sort of had, did it have a feeling of sort of a new agey museum to you in a lot of ways, with all the whites and grays, and it was so clean. Like everything was. I, I, the one thing that stood out to me, and I mentioned this to my dad when I was there. There's no, the walls are perfect. There's no cords. There's nothing that sticks out. It's like everything is uninterrupted white or grayness, and actually, it's really impressive looking. I know this isn't a criticism. No, I, I, I think perfect. that that's a very, it's a very modern look. I'm concerned of what that will look like 10 years from now. I wonder that too. Um, look, I'll, I'll, I thought it was fantastic. Um, you and I have been to, a, we've been to a lot of, a lot of arenas, different arenas, but a lot of arenas. And you and I bash the others a lot for their on ice products, but the stuff they do off the ice is often very shrewd. And this is just another one of those. Um, they gathered, they've taken little pieces from other stadiums that I've actually been to. Um, Staples Center, for example, had giant glass windows that you can see the outside, and they did the same thing here. And even though some of the area around it isn't great, some of it is pretty nice now. Best best feature of the building is looking out at the downtown landscape, and I was talking to one of the, I guess he'd be an usher, but anyways, he's an information guy. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the new tower that's going to go up. Right across the street, Santa part of the, yeah, the tallest in Western Canada, which mm-hmm. sounds cool on the surface, but you're talking about like two other cities. So, yeah, 
not 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 oh, as impressive sure. as it sounds, but but still, it was it's an impressive sight looking out at it right now, and there's nothing there yet, mm-hmm. and it'll probably be that much more impressive when when it's all up. It is, um, from my experience, and we've both lived in Edmonton for twenty five plus years. Um, Born and raised. This doesn't feel like Edmonton when you walk to this area. It feels like you have entered into a different, and I'll say a proper city, but it does. The the density of that area compared to what we're used to. And I just, I noticed that I walked over because I live close enough, but we both now live close enough that we can walk to games, which would be nice. Mm -hmm. Not that we'll ever go. But people get off the LRT, and it's funny watching Edmontonians get off the LRT when they haven't been downtown in a while. Because they are like tourists who are like, which way to the arena? Like, they don't even know which way to go when they get off. This is such a, a rare thing. Um, I think there's going to be some real growing pains of that. Well, you, you, you've lived downtown for a couple of years. Yeah. I, I lived downtown when I was 20 and down a little further in Oliver. And there was nothing mm-hmm. downtown. There was no reason to go downtown. When you were in your early 20s, you go to White Ave and maybe the west side, if you're more like oh, cowboys. Yeah. Yes, there. cowboys. <laughs> but there was nothing. There was literally no reason to go there. And even though yesterday was... It was a nice-ish day. Got mm-hmm. nicer as the day went on. Of course, I was there early. Yeah. Just the number of people that were downtown. No, obviously for a, an arena tour, but just seeing the people on the street and you're walking past, you know, new bars and new restaurants. You're like, wow, this is like a real place. It was kind of refreshing. I, I loved it. And the amount of things that are going up around it. The first thing that the progress, how fast it's gone, is, is sort of blows you away. Like, you walk you walk down the street, there's no longer that terrible bus depot. So, the Greyhound is now moved, been shuttled to the outskirts of the city. But, you walk up, and it does, you just enter this new zone, and this used to be one of the lousiest areas of downtown. I think that's got to be handled. It was too. a parking lot, literally. Like, one giant in-park parking lot, as most of downtown at one point was. And a Greyhound station mm-hmm. that was basically yeah. just. And now, looking out, the, the windows just sort of, um, that's one of the, the great, uh, the gigantic windows sort of highlight how much is happening around the building. You look out in every direction. In one direction, there's these massive new skyscrapers and this improved skyline. The other area, the other area towards um, in behind McEwen is still parking lots and emptiness. But you've got to think you that's going to You can see what can change there. You yeah. Can see, you can visualize yeah. something different. You can look above on another window, the massive LRT station, which is, of course, almost not used because of our city's numerous screw-ups. And uh, I, I just thought, overall, it's it's a pretty impressive building. They did it right. It's did kind of staggering right? how big it is compared to... Oh, I, walk, I walked it on every level. Me too. In a full circle. Yeah. And this, obviously it's huge. Walking it, I was like, holy crap, look, this, this takes a while. Mm-hmm. And just the sheer number of levels. It was like a proper arena, right? Because Rexall was like the main level, whatever they call that, the mezzanine. There was yeah. a club level, and then the next one up. Yeah. That was really it. Yeah. It was the three tiers. You're this way was like in there, six tiers. Yeah. You could really see where the rich and the poor were going to be. Yes. And by poor, I mean still moderately. I'm not sure. Upper middle class, yeah. But uh, it was, uh, it has a couple features of any new stadiums, which are sort of interesting. I find it's much more, the seats are much more upright. Upright. And you're you're in the nosebleeds, they're all padded now. But if you're in the nosebleeds, it's still a good seat, which is not something you could say about 
Rexall even, which is you know twenty two hundred. It felt really far. It yeah. felt far in Rexall. Yeah. Yeah, but now you're. Um, I remember this. Uh, I went to a game at Staples Center about ten years ago, back when Staples Center was still relatively new, and I sat literally the top row, and I couldn't believe how close I was in the top row. That's what stuck with me, because you're just you're way up and you're staring right down, and this has the same features. You're way at the top, and yet you don't feel very far away from the action. No, I, I actually did say to the family while I was there, I was like, there is no bad seat in this place. Mm-hmm. The end of the rink doesn't matter. Places I normally would shy away from sitting. Yeah, no, no sure, like, yeah what's the, I'll turn down those tickets. Um, it's going to be an absolute gong show getting in and out. Oh, that's it, It's going to be even worse than they say, I think. You're not, only, not only do you have... Um, the city of Edmonton can say what they want about walking distance parking. I don't believe them. It also the walking distance parking yeah. is like bad part of Chinatown. Yeah, you, you're not going to park your car in this terrible area, and it operates on the presumption that nothing else is happening downtown every night, which is of course not true, and that's going to lead to absolute chaos. But I think when you adding in that, adding the fact that a lot of Oilers fans are not people who usually go downtown as was evident by this open house. It's just going to be chaos for uh, a year, maybe? I think so. People will have to, like they do for football, let's keep in mind this is going to be less people than go to a football game, mm-hmm. use public transit. They will have to. They'll park and ride on the LRT. Yeah. And what they should do is buy up one of those in-park lots that's out back and do the bus staging like they do for football. They games. should. Now, the question is, do they care? Probably not. They will want people to be trapped downtown to buy things, mm-hmm. waiting out traffic. Yeah, and it will be a big selling point to the surrounding businesses. Agreed. For someone, if for the young urban types who work downtown Edmonton, though, this is a dream. So now you not only are you going to get this massive new entertainment and bar district. If you work till like five o'clock and you have a seven o'clock game. You go out, you have a drink, you have a bite to eat after work, you go to the game, and then you're there. It's great. You and I don't work downtown, but we both live close enough that it's as good for us. But if I worked downtown, this would be, I would be oh, over the moon excited about this. It would this. be a dream. And I imagine most of the seats, a good portion of them bought up by businesses. So mm-hmm. I'm sure people will enjoy that. You know, we can still go to Oil Kings games for $20. You know, I, I was laughing. Because everybody in my family was like, oh, it would be great to take the kids here. And I was like, to an oil king. <laughs> but I was serious because that's actually, it's a good deal. Nice building. Hopefully okay product. Seems the way to go. And then have a lacrosse team in a year or two. As, for a few years. As we know that the, the Oilers management group ran the Edmonton Rush out of town. So they built, put their own team. Put their own team, yeah. Yeah, but not so, not so secret. Uh, not so secret, uh, strong arming by the Oilers, Oilers management group once again. And then we'll have concerts. I think I would be a little worried if I lived right around the area. That would probably be, um, it would be an eye-opening change. If I lived on 104th. Maybe. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I would think that it would have to maybe drive your property value up. Having that kind of activity there, but if it's the wrong kind of activity, then that's the flip side, I suppose. But I guess it depends what you want in the life. You want to have a quiet existence. Yeah, you don't live downtown. No, but this is about to get a lot busier for those people. It was like when we left, we walked down 104th, 
through the, the farmer's market that they have there on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been in that farmer's market in years, but it was busy, and I imagine it's much always, busier than usual. Just it's always pretty busy. People fair, flooding yeah. out of the arena. Mm-hmm. And just like people were trying, it was, I don't know, 10, 30 in the morning when I left. Yeah. People were trying to get into Mercer, but couldn't because it wasn't open yet. And I was like, That's, see, yeah. now this is exactly what the downtown was, I imagining, having a vision with this. Just later in the day. That's area right around Mercer Tavern. There are going to be another five or six bars there, I assume, right? There has to be. There'll have to. Like, there's still those open lots in the towers that have yeah. gone up. Yeah. Like, that should be size. bought up immediately. They put the Joey's right down the street, but that area is going to need another 10 to 15 bars immediately. I'll tell you, the guy who decided to put Chop Where's in uh, the Sutton Place Hotel... Uh-huh. Lobby. Okay. I always thought that was weird because nobody goes to that part of downtown. That's kind of like never go. It's yeah, kind of near the what is it, black? What's around the corner? Rosa Crown. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever goes there. It's a driving nightmare. You well, never now, go there. Yeah. yeah. You don't even now I'm like, there. oh, the guy that thought to put shop there is a real genius. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, I know we've uh, me more than you maybe have complained bitterly to everyone I know about how. The Cates group conned the city out of this. But oh, I, I mentioned it a number of times as I walked through. I was like, this is quite the building. Good for Edmonton. It's a shame they don't own it. Mm-hmm. And a billionaire owns it. And I'm just, I still felt good when I was there. That's just it. You almost want to say, ah, I'm not so angry anymore. It, I just want to say to the people who say that, um, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who say, well, look at all the development around here. Well, that is true. But any city that invests... $400 million, $500 million into development into you an area. hopefully get some development. And you get something out of it. And in most cases, if you put that money in, you will get the money back. Not some billionaire will get the money back. So yes, it's going to help with development, which is already happening to a degree anyway. True. Yeah. But the city should reap the benefits from this, not a billionaire. And that's my point. If the city had built this arena, now it would be under construction for another five years and done incorrectly. But if they had theoretically built this arena, this would be a, a great moment for the city. Instead, it's sort of tinged by that. Yeah, I think everybody, once they got in there yesterday, had a very short memory on how that arena came to be. Or mm-hmm. came to be. But let's talk some of the actual the nitty-gritty features okay. of the arena. You mentioned we've been to some places. I've been to Staples yeah. and a handful of other places. Most of them new buildings. There's a few things I liked. There's a few things I thought were lacking. Right, what did you like? The Oilers store. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still one to be built, but proper arenas tend to have like a two-floor giant Oilers store, point, like a team actually, store, yeah. where you can buy almost anything you can think of. And this one just had a few closets. That's a really good point. I had considered that. You said we, I mean, I never buy anything at the team store, but it's usually fun to walk through the team store. I've been to games in Dallas, and they have like a two-level store with right. every Dallas Stars anything you could ever want. But they only have the sort of smaller stores, yeah. Like if you were going to an Oilers game, and for whatever reason you're like, you know what, I'll pick up an Oil Kings jersey. Mm-hmm. You couldn't because the store was too small. They're gonna have to flip it mm-hmm. for an Oil Kings game. Yeah, why not just have a a mega store? I I, I didn't understand that. Maybe, maybe it's still to come, but I didn't get it. I also don't really get people who buy those buy gear at the store. For, for the record, I've never understood this. Like, why would you buy an Oilers jersey at the game 
when you can go get whatever oysters you want at any store for cheap. I wonder if, like, in the olden days, the 80s, (laughs) whether there weren't, like, jersey stores that you could go to, and, like, going to the game was the place where you got the jersey. And now, like, the jersey cities of the world exist, or even Sport Check, for that matter. Yeah. Um, maybe that's like a, a legacy thing. Maybe that's why there is no big oysters. That could be. Maybe, more more stint, maybe in the city it didn't because everything's an oysters product. True. What else didn't you like? Uh, the food options seem to be a little lacking. Not that I was particularly searching for you didn't food. Want a, you didn't want a five dollar chocolate bar? I saw the menu. Okay, I, I know I texted to you yesterday, but there was a guy behind me. My mom was like, five twenty-five for a hot dog." As this guy was walking by with one, he's like, "Yeah, they really needed the extra quarter." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's a stupid comment." But then, as I thought about it more during the day, I was like, "Oh, that was actually pretty good." Yeah, that's so not bad. That guy. But I noticed that it was basically sure if it was Rexall food in a new building. There was some Pizza Seventy Three. Yeah. There was, of course, the, the typical, as I would expect, burgers, hot dogs. Well, they had, they had the Jasper Avenue burger. Did you notice that? I they did notice that, the... they, that they named the different concessions, different yeah. streets in the city. Yeah. Because it's like Monopoly up in there. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of a lack of options. I, there's There were little stalls that they hadn't clearly completed yet that, that definitely were going to have different things. There was going to be like an Indian one and whatnot, which is cool. But they were very small. I think we should almost withhold a comment on the food until we Maybe see too a game. Early. Yeah, it it's hard to say. I mean, like they have those the uh, the mezzanine had those sort of massive bars and uh, eating areas. So who knows what that'll be like? Those are going to be. I know the area you mean. It had like the big bars, mm-hmm. kind of one off to the side, one right in the middle, and a bunch of tables. Yeah, and they were just the stand up tables where you just kind of stand, you know, uh, walk up to it. Mm-hmm. But they were really close together, and I'm trying to picture an intermission and a hockey game where there's all those people going in every direction. I was already like dodging tables with the few That's people that were going through. Yeah. I thought too many, too close. I like the idea, too many, too close. How many people be on that level, though? Is the question. That is the question. Oh, it was a bowl. It was a bowl. Yeah, that was a bowl. Say, I feel like PCL's done a good job with arenas like this in the past. I'm sure they planned this so well. Well, they, don't, they just build it. They don't design. Yeah, it. but I, I don't know. I just think that it would be a weird thing to get wrong. They're not getting wrong. There's lots there. of... <laughs> okay, well, with whole thing, you said a comment on PCL. I thought they did a, a real nice job with the, the areas, the open space areas. Even uh, I remember um, one of the worst things about Rex saw, as someone who doesn't go to many games, and when I do, it's the cheap t- seats, the top level was a nightmare for going out to buy food or to oh, even get up and and too crowded. You're just literally a sardine there. This one has gigantic bars, space everywhere. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a nice experience, even for those of us who can only afford nosebleeds for any event. I did. We could. We were able to take a tour through the suites or whatever. You can you yeah. can only look glance into a suite. Yeah. And they were nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a spot towards the back of the suite section where, and I talked to one of the usher people there too. It's an open, more open suite thing where you can rent four seats in kind of like a mini box, but it all opens up to the same common area in the back yeah. where the food and the booze is included in the price of your seats. But you got to buy them for all season tickets, all 41 games. $90,000 for the oh, four seats. Which, of course, on the surface, you're like, holy crap, that's ridiculous. But then you're like, well, if you split it amongst eight people and the food and the booze is included... 
And you can go to 20 games. Well, maybe. Booze and food being included is the key word here. That's a big, yeah. And then I was, I, I forgot to ask, but I thought of it afterwards. I was like, does that include concerts and things? Like, are these t- your seats for sure kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I thought it was a cool feature. It was, it was interesting. I will say, just going to this arena, um, rather proudly have never paid for another ticket. Every game I've ever been to has been given to me. Or um, Not even when they made the playoffs in like, not 2005, no. but like late 90s. I in high bought school. tickets to the second round twice and they didn't make it. So you don't have to pay. Hmm. Um, but I entered the draw when it was really difficult to do that. I've never actually paid for, I think I bought one ticket for like 10 bucks. When they were they were boilers for typically the last couple of years, and I went to a late season game. But this was the first time seeing this arena and where it is um, for guys like us living downtown. I think I could be talked into like buying a quarter of a season ticket or something like that. I, I do have a couple buddies, and I, I think you do too, that have yeah. They go four guys on two seats. I can see eight guys on two seats. I think I'd be in for that. Yeah, I think I I would. You could. T- I'd have to look at the, the cost, but when you see the arena and the the atmosphere and the lifestyle, if I could go to eight to ten games a year of this at a not obscene price, I think I could probably be talked into it. And there's no way I would have said that about Rexall having to oh, no. hop on a train no, and then getting to drive. Yeah, you're gonna have to spend twenty bucks. I think the key for you and I is that we live downtown. Yeah, and we can walk. Yeah, and for yeah, cool, yeah, but. But I mean, we can, we can walk with the Shaw and then we can go underground the rest of the way. Right. People are going to have to learn how to walk underground in the downtown core. Sure. And that's another thing that'll be a, a learning a learning experience for people who don't live down here. But there are pedways almost everywhere if you know how to get around. Oh, they, the, I can tell because there's that new building that goes, connects to Commerce Place mm-hmm. near the Scotia Tower yeah. that's going up. And they were already starting a pedway above the ground. And I was kind of mapping it out in my mind. I was like, yeah, then that'll connect to the arena eventually. And I was like, yeah, you never really have to go outside if you didn't want to. It'd be a bit of a roundabout way, but it would work. But it'd be pretty nice. I think that'd be all right. I think I would do eight games. Maybe a fifth of the ticket. there's like a big waiting list for that? I don't know. This is the other thing. I don't know what, like, what, this, what the situation with the owner's tickets is. They were shocked about this. I'm not sure. Like, how many season tickets are they, so- they selling? And... How much... You know what we should like, do is just go on one of those mini-packs. It's like usually eight games or five Is that what it is? Let's look this up. I don't know if they still do those, but we used to. I'm going to do some... Uh, On-the-job work here. Yeah. I'm going to look... Oh, they're called Power oh, Packs. Power Packs. Because the Power Packs is their play. Extra Luchich on there. You want to get these early in the season before... Oh, and it includes a bonus Oil Kings game. Oh, perfect. So let's look. Uh, opening that would probably be more, but let's grab a... These are tough for me because I'm always out of town. Oh my god, okay, they're very expensive. I take it back. Four game power pack. Oh, okay, no, hold on. So four game power pack. Nosebleeds. Three forty-nine per seat. So you're uh, it's still a fair bit. It's like, okay, so uh, I gotta mention this the sky lounge section yeah. there. So that's up at the back. You know, uh, you're in an end zone, I guess yeah. we'll call it. And the, the seats looked very comfortable from afar. They looked like they were extra special. Mm-hmm. But apparently, in this sky lounge, after the game, they curtain it off and it becomes a club. A club club? A club club. Oh. Downtown Edmonton's premier club. Oh. But anyways, I had to laugh because I was like, okay, 
in a four-game power pack that is $1,200 a seat. The oldest club in downtown Edmonton is what this will be, because the only old people will go to So I, I'm going to go on record as saying that the Sky Lounge Club doesn't last all that long. I, I should have I should have uh, read up on this earlier. If I'm looking at these power packs right now, first, I'm not so sure these are good deals. No, this is how they get you to see yeah. teams that you don't want to have so, to see. So first thing, if you want to get a normal power pack from the Oilers, these include preseason games. Oh, so so if you want to go see, if I get let's say power pack six, well, I'll go power pack five. There's no preseason. Okay, game. yeah, but then you get that's got some good teams on those too. All right, Power Pack 5, Carolina, that's on my birthday, okay. Tampa on a Saturday night, Chicago on a Saturday night, the Canucks April 9th at the end of the year. Four games, you could get in there for three fifty cheapest. I don't know. No, three fifty. dollars not particularly. Well, we that's, said there was no bad seats, but I'm already deciding on a seat no. smell. Now, if you, want, if you want to do like a, yeah, so but if you want to get even... Less terrible. Those are like the very worst tickets. You want know, less terrible tickets? You're looking at four fifty. Those are end of the ice seats. Almost all of them. Yeah. Or corner. Yeah. Top deck, and it's over a hundred dollars a seat. That's insane. Oh, when I see that, that's even worse. And then if at you least want- there's things nearby, so you don't actually have to do anything at the game. Buy nothing. I believe you pretty much. You spent all your money there. And then if you want to get like a six-game power pack, they give you all the garbage games. So you go into a lot of Sunday night games, Sunday night against Ottawa, Sunday afternoon against Arizona, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So if you want to get a slightly better deal, you're paying for the dregs of the season. I think I'll just go single game. Yeah, I, I think. Let's just wait till the orders are way out of the playoffs and get our tickets for $12. Well, fun. as I was walking through the building, I was probably doing the same thing you were, mm-hmm. and was thinking, who do I know with season tickets, and how do I make sure I go to at least a game? Oh, this is such a bad deal. Uh, I'm sorry. If you're, it's how they package you, Minnesota Wild Games. Well, nobody wants that's to. true. But they're packaging. How dare the orders package a preseason game when they're charging people $100 a ticket? Like, what type of idiot, I hope no one's listening, who's bought these... Why would you buy a four-game it's pack with all a preseason game? It's only four of the eight packs. They sneak in. Do you want to go see the like um, uh, the the fourth preseason game on a Thursday night, and that's one of your four games? I guess you don't want to be like one of the first people in the building. Oh, but why does that matter? Yeah, it's like no, it's, that's a bad decision. Don't do that. And then if you want to get like a seven-game pack, you are dealing with all the very worst games. When is the first preseason game? Uh, by the looks of this, uh, preseason opener is September 26th. What? Okay, so they got two weeks. more days to oh. get the rest of the things in there. And then they got concerts soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh like Drake concert or something. I think it's some country guy. Oh, right, 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 right. Brett, so, something. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure that, I, I, I wouldn't, I would advise against these packs. I would buy your game single tickets, I think, if I were a fan. Or a scalper. Yeah. Where so, will the scalpers be? I don't know. Maybe they'll be out from Joey's. Maybe they'll be the new gathering place. Individual games tickets. Well, let's see. I'm just going to click right now. Gold bears. you got to snatch those ones up while you still can. Let's, if we're going to buy tickets, let's just try to buy tickets to the Friday, November 11th game against the Dallas Stars. 
on Ticketmaster.ca. The cheapest ticket, the four fees, is $65. Why is the power pack so expensive? I don't know. Maybe that's standing room or something like that. You know what I liked at the uh, the, the building? At the back of each section, they had the little tables with a pull-up chair. Mm-hmm. There was no seat number on it, so I don't think it was an official seat. But if you were like buying nosebleed seats, could you go up and sit up at one of those sit-up chairs lower down? I feel like they would penalize you for that. They'd, they'd probably throw you out of there. You'd probably have to be constantly buying something to sit there. Yeah. Or they'd just be like, where's your seat? No, you're not in the right area. Yeah, that's a good question. I bet the, it, if it comes to monetizing things and making sure people don't secretly get a good deal, the owners will be all over this. They're not making money off playoffs. We know that much. <laughs> so, any uh, closing thoughts on the arena first? We've neglected your children for almost a half hour here. So. Oh, they look like they're doing pretty good. Now. <laughs> um, I think you know it's a good-looking place. I'm a little worried about you know its color scheme, but of course that's <laughs> something that they can change in future years. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, they, they didn't do a lot of Oilers colors. Like there was no splash of orange. No, but maybe that will come. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the, the thing. Painting look, is one of the last things you do. Once they gear it up for the orders. I will say I thought the most spectacular thing about the arena is video board. No, that was really good. Um, it was big. It was big. big. It felt big, yeah. Um, but when you walk in, um, you walk into this massive open space, mm-hmm. which is tremendous. And when you um, take the elevators up and go to the top tier, you can look down on the open space. And it's spectacular how big it is. And it's just the type of thing that would never exist at Rexall. It's it's just like it's like a gymnasium. It was like obviously space. high ceilings, that one being particularly high. Mm-hmm. But just in like the just any of the wandering around areas, the ceilings were high because Rexall was very cramped and concrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very airy. Yeah. Very airy. They did a real nice job with the space and I think people are going to love it. I don't know who wouldn't like that arena, but I think people are just going to absolutely love it here because we are easily entertained, but it was really nice. Well, you know, we, we should try and go in the next few months because we do have that little trip that we're going on to a number of arenas mm-hmm. and complexes, most of which are pretty much new or brand Almost new. Almost all new, yeah. Well, one's really old, but yeah. two are really old. We'll talk about that later on. We'll, we'll have to talk about that before or we'll after. Be able to, we're, doing a, we're doing a proper sports trip at... Uh, we're going to hit at least five different stadiums and maybe more. So we'll have a pretty good perspective on what we like and what we don't like in a sporting venue. Yeah, we, we've been lucky. We, we mentioned a little bit. We, we've been a lot of places, mm-hmm. watched sports in most of them. <laughs> and uh, generally why we go. You know, seen, well, pretty much everywhere has a new building nowadays, not too many old ones. Rexall is really a relic. Yeah. As far as arenas go, I suppose if you really wanted to see an old arena, you could just go to Calgary. Which is those poor bastards. They're not gonna. They're not gonna like this. This is. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna hold up. This will be the. Man, yeah, those will have to be bigger and cooler yeah. and better. Yeah, I expect to hear the Calgary new, new football stadium and hockey arena ramped up in the next couple of weeks once Calgarians start seeing this. Because this is going to drive them nuts. It's a shame they've got that shitty little McMahon Stadium for football and that ugly, saddle-backed stadium. It's flooded half the time. Yeah, so no. it's flooded. And then, meanwhile, Edmonton, the ugly stepchild's built yeah. the giant football stadium with relatively new seating yeah. and a nice sports complex attached to it. 
and a beautiful new hockey arena with a community rink attached where the college teams can play. You know what, Curtis? They're going through a hard time down in Calgary, so we should just cut them some slack. And sure. Hang in there, Calgarians. Hang in there. Y- so. You did it. No. All right. I think that's it for today. Yeah, so, I hear a screaming child, so... That's a good sign to call. So uh, signing up for tonight, and uh, we'll be back later this week. Thank <laughs> you.